just all get out of our seats. Bless the Lord. Let's get out of our seats and just go and greet one another. Bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Just get mixed up for a little while. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. You know, as we was going round, there was just a, a thought came to me in a moment of time. Bless the Lord. You know, God is wanting to keep everyone filled with the Holy Spirit. Bless the Lord. And he's looking for the smallest crevice, if you like to call it, hole, opening, whatever you like to call it. He's looking for the smallest one so he can pour in a little bit more. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Amen. He's leaving no stone unturned for you and I that may not only fully equipped, but the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's flowing from every one of us. Hallelujah. Filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. If it's the first time you've been here tonight, I want to tell you, you'll never be the same again. You'll feel different for coming here tonight. Bless the Lord. And it's the Spirit of God that's here that will move on your heart and life. And you'll feel good. Bless the Lord. And you'll be able to say, I was glad that I went, not to Fishkinton, but to the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad we're all in this. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And I know that some of you are waiting to get up and testify. Bless the Lord. And it doesn't matter how many tonight, but bless the Lord, you come and give. Bless the Lord and bring an offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Now then, who's going to be the first one? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now don't all come at once. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's it. Come on, give. Bless the Lord. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Well, um, I was blessed last week with Karen saying how she, from time to time, sorted her car out in her room and put everything right, and then she says it overspilled into a spiritual life, and she went and put a few things right with this bad and that bad, and I often find that, you know, but I was moved as well with uh, Elizabeth there. She said that this was like Andrew's liver salts. It replaced the inner sparkle. Well, I've been coming for the last two or three weeks, and I haven't really been replaced by much in a sparkle, but I could have done with some. I'll tell you that, but I'll tell you I'm getting some tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, well, the thing is, I, I went to see somebody this afternoon who's, uh, who's sort of gone away from the Christian experience. And uh, the point, you know, it came to me, the important thing is whether you come and the meeting suits you or the people suit you or the things suit you or not. The essential thing is to keep coming, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's no good saying, well, uh, I'm still smoking, I didn't get free or I can't stick that bud or... Because there'll always be that bud there, you know, as will rub you up the wrong way as long as God thinks it's doing you right, you know. I was this couple anyway, and I saw the filth and devolts in their lives, you know, and I saw, remembered where they once were, and I says, well, I says, why don't you pack your bags and come and praise the Lord with me for a couple of hours tonight, but they didn't want to come. You see, after they've been away for so long, it's only the Spirit of God that can gradually nurture them and win them and, and put things in the way until in the end, jolly glad to come with the tongues hanging out, but this place is really a, what you call it, a spark in the desert, this isn't it? Yeah, it is. Amen. And that's what I'm thrilled about this. It does put back the inner sparkle, but if you come for weeks and weeks and, and you don't think you're, you're getting any inner sparkle, or you still keep coming because you might be doing somebody else some good. Or, or you might come another way when you, you know, you think, well, is it really worth going? And you'll get some inner sparkle. Praise the Lord. Because you know the scripture says if you something about if you go to the altar and remember the brother after all against you, isn't it? Well, that's it. Ah, well, well I, I've had that to, for a while. You know, I was in a meeting somewhere and I remembered that Margaret had got plenty that she could well hold against me. And so I had to get to the telephone one day and I got the phone up and I put it down and I thought, no, why should I? And, you know, I got so low and so short of energy, I said to the wife, gosh, I do feel bad. So I was going to lay down on the bed. And as I lay on the bed, there God spoke to me. He said, you're going to ring Margie up. And it was a wonderful opportunity because I didn't want my wife to hear what I was going to say. See? <laughs> not really, not really. I was Tom Bottom of it, not really. I didn't want to hear me apologising. And when I went down the phone again, she'd gone out. <laughs> and I thought, what if Ruth answers or Gordon, you know. Anyway, Margie answered. Was it? Ruth answered, was it? Anyway, you were there. And we put them out to right. <laughs> my wife came back. She said, what's up with you? You got some sparkle. Oh, so I just rung Maggie up. No, she says, you waited until I'd gone out. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't really, but God makes it easy for you, you know. But the thing is, if you're coming to these meetings and, you, you know, you think things ain't quite doing you good or you're not getting any better or you're not getting rid of this or you can't stick this bottle that bottle, I'll tell you, keep coming. It's still the best place to keep coming, you know. It'll all get sorted out in a bit, right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord bless makes everything right. Amen. Bless the Lord. You live with the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a young sister come to a meeting when we was in the bike place and she said, well, I've not got a sausage tonight, brother. I says, neither have I. So that makes two of us. But I said, I haven't come for that. 
I've come to give. And I says, and sometimes the Lord expects you to minister to others. He's not always ministering to you. A lot of people just come for blessing. But I want to tell you, is a ministry. In this, bless the Lord, there's a work to be done. Bless the Lord, and uh, we're here for a purpose. That the Spirit of God might flow through every member. Doesn't matter what you think you are, whether you think you're nothing in the sight of God, God is able to uphold you, strengthen you, and use you. It's not what you think you are, it's what he is in you that matters. Bless the Lord. And you know, uh, that young lady said, well, I've never seen it like that before. And uh, we're it as able ministers of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord that the Spirit of God might flow through every member, whoever you are, wherever you come from. Bless the Lord. And I thank God that when the members of the body begin uh, to in the unity of the Spirit, bless the Lord, the Spirit and the anointing of God will flow, hallelujah, and will reach out. That's the overflow, that's the extra. Bless the Lord when he's able to reach others through you and I. Praise his wonderful name. And now I thank God, bless the Lord, if you haven't got your eyes on the blessing, just exclusively, bless the Lord, you know, you can come and feel disappointed. But I'll tell you, if you come with a purpose in your heart to give, as God has been doing ever since the foundation of the world. Bless the Lord, you'll find it's different and you'll be able to minister. It doesn't matter if it's only going and saying hello and uh, saying God bless you to someone and putting your arms around them and, and letting the Spirit of God flow to them. Bless the Lord, they will feel something from you as, um, uh, as Roland has often said. Bless the Lord. And that's what we're here for tonight, to minister to one another. Bless the Lord. You know, not just come for a blessing. Hallelujah. I believe God has already blessed us. Amen. If there's anything that I'm, I'm overwhelmed with, and when I think about it, it's eternal life that God has given us. And bless the Lord, no man can rub your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Only he can cross it out. Bless the Lord. And I thank God. If I've got nothing else, I thank God for eternal life. Hallelujah. And I'm enjoying it now. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. To think of the great and wonderful things that God has done for us. Praise his wonderful name. Well, we ought to be all skipping up and down the streets and wherever we are. Our mouths should be wide open to praising him and magnifying his name continually. Hallelujah. His praise should be continually in our mouths. Bless his wonderful name. Hallelujah. God has lifted us up out of the miry clay. Hallelujah. Oh, for the knowledge of sin forgiven. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. To be washed in the precious blood. Hallelujah. 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 To know that you're clean and you're born again of the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost has chosen you and I to flow and work through us. Hallelujah. As he wishes. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. And that's what it is when we gather together. Bless the Lord. As you come, you can be a minister to someone else. To do someone else good. Hallelujah. And that's what it's all about. Bless the Lord. Ruth came last week and felt the blessing of God coming from uh, Denise. Bless the Lord. So simple and yet so real. Full of reality. Hallelujah. And she was different. And here's another one that feels different. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
I was a little over a few weeks ago, not many weeks ago, I came up here and I asked each and every one of you to give a blessing to William. And here he is here now. Now, it's a miracle that he's here with Audrey. And I just want to thank God. I just want you all to bow your heads in prayer and thank the Lord that we've got such a wonderful recovery of
But I just thank Almighty God that he seen fit to deliver me Amen. from that. It was a real deep experience. And when we think of Jonah, you know, he was a privileged man, Jonah. He's the only man that I've ever read in the scriptures that disappeared into a big fish. <laughs> what a frightening experience that was. You know, a terrible experience. I mean, he, he went into this big fish, and there's no neon lights inside there. Nothing. I just want you to read this, and you'll see how it applied to me. Jonah, you see, three, three days and three nights. And I didn't know nothing for three days and three nights. Now listen. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Amen. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again towards the holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depths closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped round my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever, yet Hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God? When my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee to thine holy temple. For I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and he vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Bless the Lord. Can you see, can you see the experience yes. that I went through in that? Yes. As the word there, you see. Yes. I went through a very deep experience and the weeds compassed me about. Mm. If anyone here has ever had an experience of heart attack, you'll know what I'm talking about because you can't breathe. The pain is so severe that you can't breathe. And I don't remember the first three days because I couldn't pay for myself the first three days. Well, on the fourth day when I came round, I just asked God to have mercy upon me. And he has mercy upon me. It's been, our, it's been our custom, my dear wife and I. You know, Henry came down to Margate, must be six or seven years ago now. And the Lord saw fit to use dear Henry and ministered to my wife. She had hemophilia, which is a killing disease. The Lord graciously healed my wife in the middle of the floor of a school hall. So you see, God's not too concerned about where it is because our God never slumbers nor sleeps. His ways are not our ways. But I just thank Almighty God that he delivered my wife and he's able to deliver me. I'm still on some medication and I'm praying to the Lord and I hope I came here tonight really through another brother because I was on my way home. If some of you don't really know anything about us, we have a gospel van by the grace of God because I desire to serve the Lord in some way when I was delivered from drugs and drink and the terrible evil life. 
And my dear wife and I felt that we should do something about the unsaved sinner. You know, all we are is just saved sinners. We're nothing more than that. And there's thousands and thousands of unsaved sinners who are going to a lost eternity if somebody doesn't tell them. And the only way we knew how was to put the banner up in the window of our house. Because the word of God says in Psalm 60 verse 4, Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, to be displayed because of the truth. And the Lord puts me out in the street with a banner. That's all. I just stand there with a banner. And the Lord gives me the words to put on this banner. And our brother Paddy here had experiences already because uh, he's in training for this. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm only kidding about that, really. Praise the Lord. I met Paddy and, and Margaret for the first time only a couple of days ago. I didn't. I had their address in my book. Dear Freddie gave me the address, and he said, "Call on these dear folks whenever you're around that way." So, as I said, usually we go off at the beginning of the summer, wherever the Lord may lead us to go. Go all over, we all over the place to, to witness for the for the Lord's goodness. And every word on the van you see is God's word. And people look upon God's word, and God says that my word shall not return to me void. And it's like a two-edged sword. It convicts. I know this because of the signs I get from other motorists. I know it convicts them. Praise the Lord. But he uses that, you see. It's a simple thing to do. I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor or a bishop or anything else. The Lord has called me as he's called every born-again Christian. Ye shall be my witnesses. And I'm his witness. That's all. Praise God. I'm the Lord's van driver. He supplies the vehicle, and I do the driving. Praise the Lord, and my wife is an ambassador for Christ. Praise God. The thing to do now is to remember, folks, you know, when you're stricken or you're afflicted, I saw four people die in the same ward as me. And it's not only big men of heart attacks, believe me. Some were as thin as rakes, thin as beanpoles. A man that was at me just died in a matter of three hours. Same disease. Yet the Lord saw fit to deliver this old sinner back. Because uh, somebody said to me, he's got another row to hoe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I just really, I just thank God for you all because I never expected to be here this year. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God is good. He is. He's extra. You're good. Praise the Lord. Well, come on, Audrey. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I tell you what I've got on my heart. If the Lord ever moves on you to pray for someone, don't waste any time. It doesn't matter what you're doing, it's unimportant. If he moves on you to telephone somebody, or write the letter, then for God's sake, do it. I went through a terrible time with William. The, the whole family were called because he just wasn't expected to live. Even the doctors didn't think he was going to make it. And out of the blue, I get a phone call from Albert. And you've no idea how that lifted me up. I cried over the phone to him. He didn't get off the phone for nearly an hour. Fred always rings, and he rings and he says, Hello, me duck. 
what's the matter? And we're miles apart. But the Holy Spirit moves. And if the Holy Spirit moves, obey the prompting. Because somewhere there's a sad heart that needs a word of encouragement. And I tell you, I've cried and cried until I thought I was empty. And then I was feeling so dispirited and so low. And we got letter with pictures on from Jerry and Mary. And, and they really blessed. And the Lord took us to Paddy and Margaret's. And, well, I felt sorry for them. But glad for us, because they ministered to us so beautifully. Amen. And it was like having a lovely, lovely ointment poured oh, onto a sore. And now the sore is healed. And now I can go back. And, and I can, well, I can start all over again. But please, if the Lord moves on you, do what he asks. Because someone somewhere can be lifted right up and restored because of your thought. Thank you for your prayers. They were precious. And we do love you all. We really do. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it lovely, bless him. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, it's, it seems a lifetime since I was here. I know it's, it's four weeks, but it seems a lifetime since I dwelt amongst you. I just think it's wonderful tonight to have fellowship with every one of you. But you know, <clears throat> like Bob was saying, it seemed a long time since he was here. We miss one another, we miss the moving of the Spirit. But you know, right through that month, the words of that chorus we sing that Rowley often sings to us kept coming alive to me. God did something beautiful in my life. And I began to realize this more and more that as I wasn't getting fellowship in the moving of the Spirit like we do have, the more and more I began to realize that God had done something beautiful yeah. in my life, something deep down inside, some blessed assurance was there all the time, there was no fear, there was no darkness, there was no doubt, there was that wonderful blessed assurance that I've been born again and born of his spirit 
and that God has done a work in my heart and that he's coming back for me and I believe that even through that month it was all in God's plan because God was doing something wonderful in my life and you know it's wonderful when we have this blessed assurance that we know whether it's a dry time a barren time or whether it's a mountaintop experience that we can say from the bottom of our hearts that God is doing something beautiful in our lives that he's making us ready for the coming of the Lord you know that chorus touched me tonight be ready when the bridegroom comes you know I was thinking it's just the work of the spirit letting the spirit of God move in our hearts and move in our lives and to keep blessing him and thanking him for everything that he's doing to us the things that we don't like at time are all a part of God's wonderful plan and you know it makes us believe over and over again that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world what a blessed assurance we have tonight that you know nothing can happen to us unless God permits it and if God permits it then you know we don't want anybody else to interfere with it do we just to let God keep touching our lives and blessing us and you know when Bob was uh, talking tonight it just blessed me when he said that he just had to telephone to put something right you know there's often we laugh at these things but you know they're very deep and serious things you know and I thank God that in the beginning when I was first born again I've said many a time I thank God for really born again spiritual parents who taught me these things in the beginning and they taught me these things from the word of God you know and I remember being taught about what Bob has done even from the Old Testament about spiritual leprosy <coughs> that you know when something is in your heart against a brother or against a sister it's like leprosy and leprosy begins on the inside where nobody can see it Spiritual leprosy is the same thing. It begins on the inside where nobody can see it. Nobody else knows about it, only you. And you know, the, 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 if you read through the Old Testament and read the story about leprosy, you find that when leprosy could be seen, it was too late to be cured. And everybody could see it. And it began to eat away at the body. It began to destroy the old body. It began with little things like the tips of the finger or the tip of the nose. It began in what was known as the extremities or the extremes. The tip of the nose or the tip of the toe or the tip of the fingers. It began to affect the look of you. And when it, began to, when it began to be seen and became apparent to everybody else, it was too late. Nothing could be done for it. And it's the same in the spiritual realm. Bob was talking about, and we, we began to think for a moment, it was a funny thing. But it wasn't to me, it was a serious thing. That we can harbour something in our hearts against a brother or against a sister and let it rot within us without going. And the word of God says, and he quoted it, if you bring a gift unto the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, <clears throat> leave your gift at the altar, go and be reconciled to that brother, and then come and offer your gift unto the Lord. Amen. It might be a gift of praise. And hallelujah, it might be a gift of money. It might be any sort of gift that you want to offer up to the Lord. But the word of God says, don't bother to offer it. 
If you bring it, if, it, if it's a sacrifice that you want to offer to God, don't bother to offer it. Because it's not a sweet smelling savour, it might be to you. But it's not a sweet smelling savour unto God, it stinks. And it stinks to the high heaven. If you come to offer anything unto God, and you are offering anything against a brother or a sister in your heart, first it says, go and be reconciled to him. And it says, if you remember that thy brother hath fought against thee. The other way around. There's something serious in our Christian experience. We don't rejoice because the spirits are subject unto us. The word of God has told us to rejoice because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's why we rejoice. That's why we sing psalms and heavenly praises unto God because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing to do with us at all. But the serious part of our experience is where the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost wants to move in every one of our lives. We want to keep the channel clear. Yes, Bob, you did right to pick up the telephone and put something right. These are the things we need to do before we ever begin to offer anything unto God. I remember being at a post-mortem one day and the doctor, I said to the doctor, what's that doctor? And he told me. He says that's something terrible that happened to that person something years ago and they've lived all the life trying to deny that it existed and they hoped that it would go away. And you can have this in your Christian experience if you're not careful. There's something there and you're hoping that it'll go away. Deny that it's there. Hope just keep living and hoping that it'll go but it won't go away. And Don't ask God to do something for you that he can do yourself. Jesus Christ is not a part of your troubles. Jesus Christ is not a part of any of these things. Jesus Christ is the answer to all these things. Yes. Oh, blessing tonight, hallelujah. Amen. And I believe tonight, you know, as we go on and we let the Spirit of God move in us, God can do something more wonderful in every one of our lives as we begin to see the seriousness of these things. Do you know why we have these experiences that we go along to a meeting and somebody's there that we can't abide? And we can't abide them when they stand up and testify or give a word we must wish they'd go away. Do you know why they're always there? Because you've got a need in your life and they need to be there. And the thing that is niggling away at your spiritual experience, that person is there to eat away at you. Because you won't say yes to God. And the moment you say yes to God, that'll go away and he'll go away with it. <laughs> I remember a man saying this to me in a meeting and I would remember it well. He said, whether you are for me or whether you are against me, the only thing that you can do to me is to cause me to know God in a better way. Yes, and my spirit said, Amen and Hallelujah. 
You know why? Because there was people in the meeting that I didn't like. There was people in the meeting that I couldn't get on with. And he was one of them. <laughs> he was one of them. And he was a means of being such a great blessing to me on that day that it's lived with me to this day. And it's still blessing me. The man that I couldn't stand, the man that I wanted to get off the platform, I wanted him to stay out of the meeting because he was eating away at my spiritual soul. He needed to be there because my life wasn't right with God. And when I put it right with God, I was right with that brother. Amen. And he became a blessing to me. Yeah. And that very word that he spoke that day has been solid ground for me to stand on to this day. But when there's something in you that I find is eating away at me, I remember what that brother said to me in the realms of the spirit, that the only thing you'll do to me is to cause me to know God in a better way. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. These are the movings of the spirit. Let's keep letting God move in this realm. And I'll tell you this. For every one of us tonight, there's a ministry for every one of us. The word of God says, make your calling and your election sure. And I know William and Audrey are here tonight, but I want to say this one thing about them. I can say amen to their ministry because it was under such a ministry that I was saved. I've told you this many a time. Because somebody bothered to go onto the streets and give out tracts and they gave me one. And that's how I found Jesus. But there's one thing I've found with them. I found with the sister that gave me a tract and I found with Audrey and with William that they made their callings and election sure and they never tried to make everybody else do their work. You see, they're Audrey and William. I'm Fred, you're who you are. You make your calling and when God has done something beautiful in your life and God begins to mould you, don't go trying to make the whole church follow after your footsteps. If William had come to me and got hold of me and said, look, what you people need to do is to get gospel vans like this and every one of you should be on the streets giving tracts out then I'd have felt there was something wrong with his ministry. I would have said straight away, well, brother, you haven't made your call in an election show because you think that everybody else should be doing what you're doing. And God has given us this ministry that as the body of Christ, that every, every ministry that God has given us, whether it be as they do, whether it be what I do, what else does, that every one of our ministries should be complementary in the moving of the Holy Ghost, that we should be moving with one aim, one vision, to bring men and women to Jesus Christ, that they might find Christ as a Saviour, that their names might be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that they may bring forth children for themselves, and that they may glorify God. And these are the realms I believe that we need to be moving in tonight, brothers and sisters. That every one of us seek God to know what our calling and our election is. And to be sure of it and stand on it and be firm about it. And then make it complimentary with the rest of the brethren. The devil 
is the accuser of the brethren. He is the divider of the brethren. And if there's ever any moving of a spirit in your life that divides you from the brethren, that is a spirit of the Antichrist. It is not the spirit of Jesus Christ. For the spirit of God came that men might be set free. The Holy Spirit came to make men and women ready for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And there is no other ministry outside the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If there is any other ministry that divides us, it is the ministry of the Antichrist and not of Jesus Christ. And if we want to see the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit, then we should be as they were on the day of Pentecost. And you will read in Acts chapter 2, they was all of one mind and of one accord, and the Holy Ghost descended upon them as stone of fire, and they heard as it were a rushing and a mighty wind. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. And it goes on to there to say, and there was added unto the church daily such as should be saved. Hallelujah. When men begin to move in the realms of the Spirit, there will be added unto the church such as should be saved. Hallelujah. And when these things are happening, when we begin to see the, the power of Satan broken and we begin to see sick bodies healed, we shall thank God, but we shall just accept it as being the promises of God. But we shall continue to praise God Amen. solely because our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Hallelujah. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Oh, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Hallelujah. Born of his spirit and washed in his blood. And I want to tell you tonight, brothers and sisters, if there's anybody in the meeting tonight that has any fear or any doubt, I want to tell you, begin to believe the words of God. As William has already said, that he is a God of all flesh. And if you have any fears as concerning your body or your life, begin to be believe the truth and the word of God that nothing shall happen to you except God permit it. Oh, praise the Lord. I just love him tonight. And I want to encourage you, every one of you, to keep testifying. And I thank you, Elizabeth and Karen and, and Denise. You know, it, it was lovely that I put last week's tape on and I had such a blessing from all of you from your words. And I, you know, what blessed me was to think that, you know, these was our babies. And we was testifying to them and we was telling them and, and, and encouraging them in the things of God. And isn't it lovely to hear your own children encouraging you and blessing you? It's lovely that they're beginning to have children of their own and bring forth blessing unto others. And this is what you want to do, beloved. I want to encourage every one of you. You keep testifying. You keep telling what God is doing in your heart. And the more you talk about it, the more God will do and the more you'll be a blessing to us. I thank every one of thee. You're such a blessing to me. And thank you for the, the um, 
the cleansing salts, uh, you know it's good to Amen. have a good clear out in turn. And th thank you, Karen, and thank you for that birth again of the, that, that new spirit inside, that baby being born inside. It, it's everything because that's how I was feeling, what Denise was talking about, that everything round about was barren, but there was something alive Amen. inside here. And this is all that really matters. But brothers and sisters, let's keep moving in the realms of that spirit, the spirit that binds us together with the bonds of Calvary love. Hallelujah. This is the thing, you know, I, I could just feel, oh, thank you, God, because you've done something beautiful in my life. And I kept, thank you, Rowley. I don't know whether Rowley brought that to us, but he was the first I hear sang it, and I could hear Rowley keep singing it all through the week. He was singing it as I could hear his voice singing, God has done something beautiful in my life. And then I was singing, God has done something wonderful in my life. And it's so, you know, blessed, this blessed assurance, isn't it, that all we had to offer him was brokenness and strife. We had nothing to give him, nothing at all, nothing at all to give him, had we? You know, and he just gave us eternal life. He wrote our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. He's brought us love, joy, and peace. He's given us this blessed assurance. Oh, bless you, Jesus. I just love him tonight. Thank you, Lord. Just keep moving in the realms of the Spirit. And could we sing that tonight? It'd be such a blessing. I don't know whether Rowley wants to come up and sing it for us, bless him, but it'd be lovely. Praise the Lord. people about Jesus. Amen. That's the most wonderful thing. When I got saved for nearly 14 years ago, I wanted to tell people about the Lord because it was deep down within to go and let the world know that I've got somewhere and that's got me. This has got me. I haven't got that. That's got me. And this is the most wonderful thing 
because when we love Jesus, you know, the people seize it outside. Even when we start walking that right, the world will pull us right. We're not going to come to Christ. not going to come to us and tell us we're wrong. The world will pull us right, and it's a wonderful thing, you know, when we can, when we talk about the Lord and people seize it. We don't talk them. I know I've witnessed the people and they've done that and, uh, and about a couple of years after I've seen them in meeting. Isn't it wonderful though? Yeah. What how wonderful the Lord is. You know, he don't, he don't need us. It's, you know what I mean? But he works through us, you know. This is how wonderful the Lord is. And I was, think, I was thinking, you know, I put text in my window, you know, and next morning I've got up, I've seen uh, up to text, like, you know, it does bring conviction and it does speak to people, these, these things. And our lives speak to people. Because if we, we, we step out of line there first to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's true, this sister, well you'll know that without me telling you. If we don't walk right, the world will tell us we're wrong. We haven't got Christians come to us and say, well brother, you're wrong. The world will pull us right. The world will, rep- what they call it, will tell us we're wrong. But in the Lord, wonderful what Amen. He's done for us. When we are born again, we can talk about we can talk about the Lord. I know I used to drink with this this uh, this man next door, and he, what they call it. I went to this Billy Graham's meeting. I was suffering with a type of skin cancer. I, I weighed nine and a half stone, and I told you the Lord's done so much for me. You know. You just want to tell the Lord about the love of Christ, you know, people about the love of Christ, you know. And I was thinking, this man next door, like, you know, we're drinking with him and then coming home and getting saved. I even wanted to tell him what the Lord had done for me in that meeting. You know, the, the, the night I got saved, I come up. I don't know about uh, Elijah out running the chariot. I run out everything that night. You know, because it was a peace. And it was a joy that come in me I'd never experienced before in my life. You know, it's a peace that he, he, he's only him that can bring the peace. No millionaire can have the peace. It's only a Christian can have the peace. But in the Lord wonderful. I can say the Lord's wonderful for what he's done for me. And what he's done for all of us in here. Everybody. In that if that be forgiven much, love us much, and we've all been forgiven much, because we, we love, he loves us, don't he? And this is how wonderful the Lord. I, I can't get words out quick enough because I'm so excited tonight. Oh, there's his sweetheart. Come on, June. I will, I will, I will remember her once saying when she was at getting baptised. She says, I don't often praise the Lord, but what do I do on me? Can we sing that, Touching Jesus is all that matters? Yes, praise the Lord, come on.
Gerald. We were talking about Gerald, has he been? And you know, as I was set up back on my brother here, I was thinking, you know, you could, you, you, you could feel him here in spirit, you know. And you know, when he walked through that door, I wasn't surprised at all. Isn't the Lord wonderful how he's brought us all here tonight? Yeah, yeah. I've been here. This is, you know, the Lord's brought us here for the, this purpose. Yeah. He's brought us here to, to, to build one another, terrify one another. Yeah. And that's it, brother, encourage one another. Praise I want to thank you all for coming along. Bless the Lord. And We've had such a wonderful time. Bless the Lord. And uh, we keep praying for these meetings that the Holy Ghost will move in a greater measure. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, God will bless our brother and sister for coming and continue to strengthen them both. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, you will complete the work that thou hast begun, Lord, in his heart and life. Praise thy wonderful name. Would you all, we just thank you. Thank you and thank you for them. Hallelujah. We thank you for bringing everyone along, Lord, tonight. Hallelujah. We pray you'll bless everyone. Hallelujah. Lord, that we might be kept filled with thy spirit. Hallelujah. Watching and waiting unto thy coming. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you.